Do the trashy pulp novels of the world have anything to offer? Our bestseller is all they're cracked up to be. Here at Terrible Book Club, we explore whether you really can judge a book by its cover or its ridiculous synopsis. You ever passed a book and thought, ugh, who's reading this? We probably are. Okay, Paris, uh, thank you for coming to my pitch uh, here. Um, thanks for coming to this meeting, meeting me in this uh, very small meeting room that we are inside now. Uh, Paris, I want you to imagine something for me. Uh, okay. okay. Are you getting ready to imagine, use your mind to, to think about, like really think about this? All right, yeah, I have, I have my eyes closed. Okay, I want you to think about a good book. Like, think about <laughs> turning the pages... And it's got such a good story in it. Um, Ooh, and the pages the, the, are gilded. Yeah, the, so the grammar is really good. Mm, um, it makes yeah. a lot of points. It uses a lot of examples to back up um, its points. Uh, tell me, tell me about the syntax. Um, it, it goes into a lot of detail <laughs> about things. It's over fifty pages, <laughs> and um, it, it's written by someone that uh, has thoughts in their head and uses them. <laughs> Except there's like too much of it, you know, you know, but now thinking about like, it's kind of like a lot of stuff to read, right? Like, that's kind of a problem. You're a busy person, right? Yeah, that's true. That's kind of bad. I want you to imagine another book now. No, I like that book. I know you like that book that, you know, that it's a wonderful book, but there's just like a lot in it, right? And like I said, you're busy. Yeah, I am busy. I want you to imagine another book. It's got the same good parts to it. It's it's you open it and it's got the gilded everything and you know th- it's got thoughts in it. Except this time it's shorter and there's only two examples. <laughs> Don't you like that book now? No, N- no. Oh well, shit! I don't like it. My hypnosis didn't work. Fuck. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, we'll get, you know, we'll get me to like bad books soon. You know, we're, we're getting me there. Just you know, going to do I, a few more sessions. My problem is, is that I kind of, I think I let the cat out of the bag too early. I didn't think about what I should say before I said it. I just came <laughs> out here just saying stuff. Oh, it's all right, Dr. Chris. We'll, uh, we'll get me next time. Yeah. Well, well, you know, I might've ruined my rapport with your gatekeeper, Paris. Yeah, Shadow Throne's pretty pissed right now. <laughs> oh, deep Malazan references to <laughs> start us off. Deep spoiler for Malazan <laughs> Book of the Fallen. Yeah, if you know what that is, like it's not a spoiler. <laughs> I mean, it's like no, nah, not really. I guess. <laughs> anyway, right, hey, yo, uh, hello. you didn't just accidentally walk into the wrong door or something, listener. I mean, maybe you have. Uh, <laughs> you tripped into this podcast by accident. Oh. oh. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the Terrible Book Club. I am Paris, a non-hypnotized Paris, and this is Chris, who is not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. 
<laughs> so uh, today we read Control Everyone with Hypnosis by Dr. Jürgen Bauer and Jason Farley. Uh, so I, Chris, how did how did you find that? Because I, I know you're the one who discovered this. I I, I think remember. I was going through like the self help section of of Amazon and I sorted by recent or something. I forgot exact. I honestly, yeah, I was probably hypnotized by Amazon <laughs> yeah, with you know a, a very loose definition of hypnosis. But that's kind of what we're rolling with this whole Ugh, time here. Christ, um, this was a random Amazon find. I, I dove I dove deep into those mines. I started you know picking away. Until I found that juicy, juicy vein of a book that claims to let you control everyone. Paris. With with hypnosis. Bend every single person you know to your will in 24 pages flat. I don't even know if I would consider this book 24 pages long to be. It's like a few paragraphs. <laughs> like, I'm not there's, exaggerating. There's eight chapters, Paris. So. Oh, yeah. Chapters. Or chapters used liberally. Okay, so if... um. If you haven't guessed uh, by now, and if you haven't listened to the show before, what we do here on Terrible Book Club is we read books that we think will be bad. And we base this assumption on uh, like a bad a bad cover, you know, terrible art, um, a bad title, or just a shitty summary. Sometimes all of those. Uh, sometimes we get recommendations. So the whole point is we do the opposite of what everyone else does with books. Everyone else tries to pick books they think they'll like. We try to pick books we think we'll hate. And, oh, today, today, this... I think I nailed it, honestly. <laughs> you really did. This fucking... All right. First of all, uh, uh, yeah, I guess content. no content warnings except for our swearing, which has already begun. So, yeah. you know, the usual barnyard language. Buckle all up. All right, let's... Let me... I'm going to read the summary of the book, which arguably constitutes about one-eighth of the actual <laughs> book. That's true. we got to be careful uh, here. All right. So ahem, this is a summary for Control Everyone with Hypnosis, the ultimate mind control book, an easy read, very effective, a useful sales weapon. <laughs> I, have, I have something to ask you when you're done here, <laughs> Just, Just random quotes out of context. Um, when you think of hypnosis, you think of something that can only be achieved by professional hypnotists. The, the, <laughs> continue. Continue. Should I? Yeah, I'm not even going to take it again. It doesn't continue. deserve my time. <laughs> this book shows you how you can hypnotize everyone every day. You don't need a surgery. <laughs> a qualification. A pocket watch or any other tools of hypnosis. Just logic, good advice, and examples from this book control everyone with hypnosis. In a well-constructed and thought-out manner, Dr. Jürgen Bauer explains with extreme clarity exactly what hypnosis is, the comparison of the forms of hypnosis, and how hypnosis can be incorporated into your everyday life to gain control of people and situations. One example given by Dr. Bauer dates back to when he was a salesperson and how through hypnosis techniques, he became the top salesperson worldwide within his company. So if you are looking for the ultimate insight into mind control and how psychology is manipulated through hypnosis and hypnotism, then this book is where you should begin. The book also gives you a real edge on how to develop the most powerful sales techniques and develop better closing skills through hypnotic suggestion techniques. Okay, uh, Paris. There's a uh, there few are things so many I need to ask about. Just the, just the summary. I <laughs> fuck. First of all, 
let's just spitball some other sales weapons that could perhaps be brought into the world. I have an idea for you. Um, receipt strangler. It's, Dude, it's I was you... going to say that. Yo, that CVS receipt is <laughs> yeah. a fucking sales weapon. Just like a Garrett, but like slower <laughs> and kind of more fragile. Um, another the one. The paper cuts are what gets you. Yeah, the pa- yeah that, that, that was in my second thing. <laughs> the, uh, the paper cut, just the money slicer. It's like a mandolin, <laughs> but made out of like the stiffest cash possible. No, made out of fucking cardboard boxes, dude. Oh, that yeah, shit rips your hands apart. <laughs> yeah, because we got to ship everything that we sell, right? Um, Oh, plastic bags. That'll suffocate the shit okay, out of you. Okay, <laughs> yeah. A lot of breath-based <laughs> weapons in, in sales, it seems like. What else? What's another sales weapon? Um, um, like, okay. A like locked a- door. An emergency <laughs> that keeps you inside of a store. Perfect. <laughs> I was thinking about maybe some kind of like bow staff that discounts things when you hit it when you oh, hit things with it. That's pretty cool. That's a cool idea. Oh, or, you know what that is? It's a ticket gun. Oh yeah, <laughs> true. Put a my, new price on it. Wham! This is my new class in D anD D sales. Uh, <laughs> sales technician. Oh my god! Oh, this is wow! You've created something shittier than a bard. Congratulations. Okay. Um. Second question. <laughs> Says the girl who plays a bard in like all of her games. Second question. <laughs> what surgery do you need for hypnosis? <laughs> you know, that's a great question. Uh, a who surgery. Thought, who, yeah, who, I... who thought surgery was part of this? <laughs> Maybe he thinks that you need to go through some kind of special. Uh, Maybe he thinks you need a, a lobotomy to be able to perform. <laughs> I was thinking maybe some like, you know, like oh. uh, wrist muscle sort of like you like upgrade those so you can swing the pocket watch. But he says you don't even need the pocket watch. So I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah. What... I, lo- I love how you don't need surgery or even a qualification of any kind. <laughs> like, no, you don't need what? shit. To to be fair, the hypnosis, uh, quote marks, hypnosis methods described in this book are um, pretty basic. No, no, no. Okay, so... I feel like this this is exactly what happened with Sex in the Afterlife. When we read Sex in the Afterlife, I thought we were going to learn how to fuck after we're dead. I thought we were going to learn about some kind of dead people, fuck spirituality, sexuality, spiritual sex, or whatever. And it was just like an idiot who took philosophy 101 making up random shit that he probably thought made him sound cool. And this is the same thing. We pick up this book thinking it's going to be about hypnosis, like how to get put someone in a, a relaxed state to help them access their subconscious, where in reality, all it is is like a single common sense social engineering technique. It's, it's not even a technique. It's, it's like just how, it's like how you interact with other fucking people. It's like, it's I, like okay, so here's the basis of um, doctor. Okay, the third question I was gonna have is like, okay, so this is another like dual author thing. It took two dudes oh, to shit. write this. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Yeah, here's yeah. Actually, you're right. We should address this. So, the cover of the book and the author credits on Amazon. It says Jason Farley and Dr. Jurgen Bauer. Yet the second or the second page in the or the first page in the book for copyright info, it it makes it very clear ahem, the right of Dr. Jurgen Bauer to be identified as author of this work has been asserted by him in accordance with section seventy seven and seventy eight of the Copyright Designs and Patents Act nineteen eighty eight. 
So I guess Jurgen and Jason like had a falling out, and Jurgen was like, "No, these five paragraphs are mine, Jason. You I don't get to publish them." I th- okay, no, I think Jason Farley is the person, and Doctor Jurgen Bauer is some kind of pseudonym that he uses. I don't know. The it reads like somebody whose first language is German and not English. There are references to German versions of other yeah. hypnosis books written. So, so who is Jason Farley? Well, my my theory was like, oh, maybe he made the terrible graphics on the cover, but he's listed as an author. He was hypnotized into co-writing a book. <laughs> oh, I also love on the cover of this one that there's just a bestseller ribbon on it. Like, it's not a best. It's not a best. Like, dude, you can't just Paris. A, a doctor was in chocolate confectionery sales. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know you could change your career. Like, I changed a my career two years ago. W- was into confectionery sales well i also really like (laughs) did you also like how uh in the book uh dr bauer if you really are a doctor i highly doubt you are uh is talking about oh i was the top salesperson at this big company i was the top salesperson at this american corporation I was a top salesperson at a confectionery business. Like, he can't help but give us more and more detail until by the end of the book, we know he was a salesperson for a an American chocolate manufacturer that was making low-calorie, uh, low-fat chocolate geared toward diabetics. So we could probably, like, with some internet sleuthing, figure out who the fuck this guy is and what company he worked for because he just kept giving us information that he didn't need to give us. <laughs> and it was just really weird. I don't know. It's especially um, weird because he does... Yeah, this is a very, very thin um, book, yeah, quote-unquote. Dude, this isn't even a pamphlet. Like, you wouldn't... This is... The content of this book book would fit in, like, a Facebook post. Or, like, an Instagram yeah. post. Honestly, give me five tweets and I fucking got you. Like, it's that's all you need. You do not need more than a thousand, like, maybe 1,500 characters, 1,000 characters to really explain this book. Chris, you want to you take us through the fucking technique? Okay. I, I mean, there's, there's not much here. So there's, like, two halves of the book here in, in the way I dissected it, at least. Yeah, um, you had to dissect this one? Yes, I did. Yeah, okay. I had to do a thorough analysis. <laughs> so the first half, he he's kind of explaining, he's trying to define hypnosis, but he doesn't really do that. He explains, like, the Greek, like, the word hypnos is where this comes from, and it's anything where any, it, it seems to him that hypnosis is anything where you get someone to do what you want. In any fashion. Yeah, he thinks, he he calls this hypno, it's not hypnosis. All this is is, hey, get someone to trust you and then make subtle suggestions to change their mind about something. Ta-da! There's there's only two examples in the book of, of how to do this. Um, in the fir- in the first part, he he starts describing it as more of a long game thing. So this is like long term hypnosis that he's trying to go for. It's or- not hypnosis. He's just he, it's just social engineering where he's like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to try to change your friend's opinion on something? Like, just misdirect them and make only casual indirect suggestions, and then after a couple months, they'll probably change their mind a little bit." And it's like. That's not hypno. Like, what the fuck? So, the example that he uses, he's like, okay, let's say you want to change someone's opinion about the color yellow. 
and they really don't like the color yellow. Well, here's what you do. You go find a Mercedes, specifically a yellow Mercedes. Well, it's because this person supposedly likes Mercedes, loves Mercedes. Okay, but it's not yellow. okay, but it's not even like supposedly this person likes Mercedes. It's stated as absolute fact that Mercedes is the best car company, and it's like without a doubt that that's how you get past the initial trust barrier. Because if you say, "Oh, that's a cool yellow Mercedes," you don't even say it's yellow. You say that's a cool Mercedes, right? You just point at the one that's yellow, and then. Because Mercedes is objectively a good car brand, the the conscious mind's gatekeeper to the subconscious mind will allow that person to consider things that you say in the future as trustworthy because you said a simple fact like, wow, what a cool Mercedes car over there. And it just happens to be yellow. I mean, dude, it's just this is just how you build fucking relationships with people. <laughs> now, like, this is just being a human. Like, now, I don't- over time, though, over time. What you are to do is you slowly talk about other things that might be yellow or at least cool cars or something. There's a whole lot of yada, yada, yada in this part. <laughs> he kind of glosses well, no, he, over He's it. just like, yeah, just don't n- never be direct about it, which I think is the only real useful piece of advice if you're trying to change someone's mind who's resistant to something. Because uh, most people, you know, I mean, he's he's correct He's correct about this, but it is not hypnosis. (laughs) Where, you know, yeah, like, say Chris... All right, say Chris is like, Paris, uh, Chris, what's a a band you think I wouldn't like? Um, I don't think you have as high opinion of Archspire as I do. Yeah, okay, I don't really know much about Archspire. Like, Paris, if Chris is like, Paris, listen to Archspire, I'm gonna be like, I don't know, dude, that seems like some, like, uh, like, metalcore shit that I wouldn't be into. Instead, what Chris should do is just have it on the background when I'm over his house. And then, you know, just don't say anything about it and hope that I just I just go, oh, that was cool. You know, what were you listening to? Or, you know, just always has it on and never tells me what it is or subtly plays it in the background when we're recording an episode. You know, like it's just it's just being subtly suggestive about the I mean, sneaky, if you will. Sneaky, also a word for it. Uh, I started to read this as sort of creepy in a lot of ways. It's basically like, so um, the first half here, the technique that he describes is just sort of like gaslighting in a way. Not entirely, because in so gaslighting, you're, you're explicitly saying like that didn't happen. That's not true. But right. this is sort of like re- the, the, to continue the example he used, he says like, oh, if you keep saying that, oh, the, these cars are cool. And eventually you then you specifically point out the yellow mercedes after a while like oh i know you don't like the color yellow but that's like a really cool car because it's a mercedes it just happens to be yellow and the fact that it's a mercedes makes that the fact that it's yellow even cooler and then the person's subconscious mind is supposed to accept well i guess i you know yellow isn't that bad yeah and i mean i think sure this might work a little bit but i don't know that it's gonna it's not going to give you mind control and or or hypnotize anyone. That's just an absurd statement. <laughs> the other, like, the I, other thing he says, the real clincher here, I'm actually going to pull this up on the on the Kindle in oh, front of me please, because I want to please be, read from it. I want to be specific about this one segment which I think is like his thesis statement about the like how this is supposed to go. All right, hold on. All right. But you should practice and really think carefully and logically beforehand about what you're going to say, 
how you're going to say it and how will it affect the person in receiving the information. Adopting this logical, almost flow-charted way of suggestions, you will be able to achieve a much higher success rate when trying to control somebody or a situation. So the thesis is, think about what you say before you say it and how it will hit the person that you're saying it to, and you'll be able to control everybody. Yeah, I... I so again, use, this is just like you're just in, just engendering trust with other people. Like this yeah, is just a thing. You okay, do, like, so I, Paris, this comes to like my kind of like a thing I need you to consider here. Um, <laughs> hold on, let me gather my thoughts for a second. <laughs> this seems like a very obvious thing to you and I, right? But to Doctor Jurgen, or I guess Jason Farley, or you know whoever really wrote this book. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a profound thing that they figured out. Oh, it's a secret mind control technique. It's proof that there are bozos that walk amongst us, Paris. <laughs> that like something that seems so basic and common sense to you and I, like think about what you say before you say it and how it's going to impact the person that you're speaking to. And you might have a higher success rate of getting that person to do something that you would like them to do or something that's favorable to you. Yeah, I mean, and but he's, he's talking. <sighs> that's like this deep thing to him. He was walking around his whole life for a period and he didn't think about what he said. He was out here just like blurting out whatever came to his mind. Like, fuck, that's don't you like yellow, motherfucker? Isn't that what like you don't like yellow? No, you like yellow now. And he realized uh, that didn't work. So he, now he's like trying to do this subterfuge with like Mercedes or whatever. I, I just I just think, yeah, the, the word choices are all wrong here. Like I said, couple of tweets would have bim, bim bam bam done the, like, the thesis is, statement is literally just don't lie to people and they'll trust you yeah. and then they might like believe well, you when you say something more yeah it's like he could have just been like hey man you remember the story of the boy who cried wolf yeah do the opposite of that sick <laughs> like, okay you got it can I also bring up like uh, in one chapter later which is yeah. literally just one page later he, he's like <laughs> It's chapter six, taking hypnosis out into the streets. I was hoping we would get taking hypnosis into the sheets next, but we sadly didn't. I was <laughs> no, really hoping for that. Sales only. Sales only. <laughs> None of that here. But anyway, you actually don't. He doesn't tell you to take it onto the street. The first thing he says is, so friends, relatives, and acquaintances should be your first natural targets on which to practice your suggestion skills. So not, in fact, into the streets at all. And also, you should manipulate the people around you with your newfound ability to yeah. think about what you say before you say something to them. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. Oh, we should we should probably talk about that. It's not very well written, and you know, my my two cents on this is just that. Hey, if this guy is German, it does read like somebody who, whose um, first language is not English. And that's fine, but, like, man, just hire an editor. Like, that's literally what editors are for. You give them some money, they read your shit, they turn into gold, you know, or they turn into buffed bronze in this case, you know, I don't know, something slightly <laughs> better than what it was. Um, Maybe that was Jason Farley's job. 
No, again, he's listed as an author, Chris. Okay, um, do you think the person that wrote this book knows the difference between author and editor, though? <laughs> Someone who had to write down into text his profound ability to control people by <laughs> thinking about what he says before he says it. Yeah, I don't know. By not uh, lying to people and saying, like, gaining their trust. Yeah, I, I mean, so obviously the I think the summary was a pretty good example of how the language is just like not, just a little off. Um, he uses tripping instead of dripping. Uh, there's a really weird description of someone eating a chocolate bar. Chris, okay, yeah, this is the this is, this is the second half of the <laughs> hypnosis technique examples, which is him bringing up how he was the best goddamn diabetes chocolate salesman <laughs> yeah, or something I this side of the Mississippi. Chocolate. Anyway, so this kind of blows his whole first half out of the water because now he's talking about sales techniques, which are not a long-term thing. Like, he wasn't sitting here saying, okay, just, you know, don't even try to sell chocolate to this person at first. Just, like, ring them up and say hello and talk about, I don't know, other chocolate. This is a one-on-one quick sales pitch that he's trying to do, so it's not a long game thing at all. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's definitely not. I mean, he's just trying to... um. I mean, he's trying to sell to uh, large-scale buyers, right? Yeah, grocery so, stores that would yeah. put the, the candy on their shelves or something like that. So here's his example here. He's like, oh, the chocolates that we were selling, they're good for people that want low sugar, low calories, or a diabetic to have. But that's not a like a huge market, and they cost way more than all the regular chocolate bars in the store. So how am I going to sell this to the person on the other end of my hypnosis, <laughs> I suppose? And what he does is he he goes, okay, I asked the person to imagine their top-selling chocolate bar. Imagine unwrapping it and taking a bite out of that sweet chocolate. And, oh, it's dripping down into your stomach. I don't know how you eat chocolate, dude, but it's never dripping. <laughs> you know, he said, you, should, you should just read it word for word, that sentence. Um, oh, but then I asked the buyer to take the first bite of this wonderful tasty chocolate bar and to feel the sensation of the chocolate melting in the back of their palate and dripping down into their stomach how the fuck you eating chocolate bars my dude (laughs) it's a weird way to put it um he also refers to i don't even know i think he's trying to say um like the initial maybe blur by the salesperson or initial pitch but instead he says this Put yourself in the shoes of, a, of the buyer for a week, and this becomes a very painful and mundane job. Because really, it all just becomes about the initial blog by the salesperson <laughs> and the price point. I don't know what the initial blog is, but okay. It's like he was thinking about deathcore vocals, you know, like when you start the song and the nasty blast beat comes in, you give him a nice blast right there. And that's how you start it off. And after a week, you've been hearing that all the time, and you're ready to be hypnotized by Mr. Chocolate Sex Man over here, who's asking you to imagine a sexy chocolate bar dripping down the back of your throat. Anyway, uh. the second half of his hypnosis technique, as after he puts you into chocolate hypnosis by asking you to imagine eating a chocolate bar, is then he asks, then he th- says, oh, but now think about all the calories and all the sugar that you're ingesting. Isn't that terrible? Now... Think about unwrapping another chocolate bar. It's just as good as the first one, except there's not as much calories and sugar. Bam, you've been hypnotized, bitch. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he talks about how when he, when he tells them to think about all the calories and sugar, he says, 
And he's like, yeah, and it could even kill you. He's like, oh, I have the, like, they're so scared. They're so terrified. <laughs> no. You're like, what? What person wanna... would be terrified? You didn't tell me this was poison chocolate. Why would you do that to me, Dr. Bauer? Yeah, it's it's pretty weird. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, Paris, that's the book. We did oh, it. That's it. We did it. <laughs> that's it's the done. whole book. It's done. Don't. Okay, so uh, should you read this? No, don't fucking read this. Um, if you want to learn how to sell things to people... I mean, yeah, I think that, like I said, I think what he states, the one thing he tells us about is true, but it's A, not hypnosis, B, just kind of a common sense way to interact with people, and C, like, if you're in sales, you already know this. (laughs) Paris, let me give you the ultimate hypnosis technique. Are you ready? Yeah. List the features of your product. Yeah, he was Oh saying my that, god, I can't believe that, I never thought about this before. Yeah, he was saying that like before he thought of, you know, this magical trick or whatever, this hypnosis technique, he was like, yeah, all we would do is tell people about features and benefits. And I'm like, well, yeah, but do you literally just list features and benefits of people? Like, how is that going to sell you shit? That doesn't make sense. I his hope big, that's not what people are doing out in the sales world. His big technique is asking you to imagine a thing you like, but oh no, there's something wrong with it. But now my thing is the better version that doesn't have the thing wrong with it. Yeah. I just, Hypnosis. I, I mean, this is, and I've again. I've woven you into my web. Of, and I mean, and Chris, Chris and I have both worked retail for various amounts of time. So we know something. We know a thing or two about selling stuff is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't really at all, man. I uh, worked at a CVS cashier thing. One time these people walked in and they were like, can you tell us the difference between all these prepaid phone cards? And I was like, read it. <laughs> wow, you're <laughs> terrible at your job. I'm sorry. I, I, they were like, can you t- list all the differences between these prepaid phone cards? Like, I never looked at them, bro. Like, you can just look at it with your eyes. Well, see what you should have done. <laughs> In that case, it's gone. You know what? Let's look at those together, and then you just you just read them with the person and help them p- figure it out. Uh, and you have to be overly cheerful about it. That's, that's basically that what I ended up doing. I didn't really yeah. go do say it in that fashion, but essentially, <laughs> they were like upset that I didn't know ev- like the features automatically. Like they were upset that I had to like read the card in front of them. Oh, I was like, funny. I don't know. Let me read it with you, and I'll, I'll try to. Fi- I, that's what I did. Yeah, it's like who. <laughs> fuck is you well actually this was a long time i was like prepaid phone cards i was like oh right this was this was years ago this was like 2011 um, yeah 2010. i i mean i was i was a retail manager for a long time at like a super busy chain and um yeah uh i i mean i hate sales it's the fucking worst uh, i don't like it either i no. mean there's like ethical ways to do it but i just don't like pushing a product on someone that's probably why we're terrible at promoting this podcast <laughs> I mean, we're not terrible about it. It's just not our main jobs or yeah. hobby. It's like a secondary hobby. So, yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's fine. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, point being is that we both worked in the realm of sales. So this this is just ridiculous. So yeah, don't it, read this book. Don't waste your time I on it. I think I've employed the sales technique of thinking about what comes out of my mouth in that previous example where I didn't just say, hey, read it, asshole. Yeah, I mean, it's pr- it's obvious. Like, you, of course, you have to get someone to trust you b- by not lying to them and being a dick before they will maybe consider buying something from you. Like, I just don't. Anyway, so uh, yeah, can we fix it? Like I said, give me the space of five tweets. I've fixed this for you. No one has to pay ninety nine cents for this. This is 
I have never felt so robbed of 99 cents yeah. in my life. It wasn't even that expensive if it was still too much. This should be like the summary before you take the guy's hypnosis and sales course, right? Like before you send him $100 on PayPal to have like Skype chats with him for three weeks. Oh, God. That's what this should be. You know what's funny? I'm drinking a fucking Miller High Life right now. It's not great beer, but you know what? It is. It cost me less than 99 cents for this beer, and it is so much better than this book. <laughs> And Wait, I, no, you're hypnotizing me, Paris. I don't like Miller High Life at all. And now you're just using the backdoor <laughs> technique of comparing it to a crappy book to get yeah, me dude. to want to drink Miller High Life. I see through your shit. <laughs> I've gotten to, so I used to be a beer snob and then I started playing in a band and now I like shit beer because that's what you get when you're in a band. <laughs> you're a shitty musician. Yeah, man, it's all you get. like PBRs and under. That's all you're uh, drinking. I can, well, PB, PBR upsets my stomach, so Miller High Life. Yo, Miller High Life with a fucking wedge of lime or lemon in it. Oh, punches that shit up like at least another another notch or two. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, mm. In the bands that I was in, uh, Graveborn is actually kind of fancy beer. Like, well, there was always like a four pack of like crafty beers that might show up at practice. Oh, you're talking about practice. No, no, no. I'm talking about playing shows where like the beer you get is trash <laughs> oh yeah no that's all the way like a pitcher of bud light or something like maybe that half a pizza on top of it too <laughs> yeah really uh anyway we're on we're going on tangent uh yeah so that's okay that's we it. got space to fill that's it fuck that so uh we knew this was going to be a, a short one so since chris designed the last fun game uh today is my turn so today mm. uh insert game show music here today I've designed a game for us and it came about accidentally I had a a moment of brilliant inspiration Uh, I haven't named this game but (laughs) I was inspired by looking up book genres on Amazon because we were going to do uh, another another edition, I guess, of the game we did a long time ago in episode 30 where I made up fake book summaries, titles, and authors, and Chris had to guess, you know, which one was a lie out of the three. But that, that was going to take a while, and I just wanted something quicker, but I was going to just, you know, I was going to buckle down and do it anyway, even if it meant recording later. And uh, But then I, just something happened while I was searching uh, book genres on Amazon, and I decided, you know what? Gonna gonna change my direction, so okay. Chris. Yeah, what's so, the game? Um, this game is called. Which of these did not appear on page one of my Amazon search for the book genre I was looking for? <laughs> okay. 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 I think we can punch up that title a little bit somewhere. Yeah, I. That's the thing. I don't have a good title for it, but uh. Uh, not on top, perhaps. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's great. Ooh, all right, all right, kids, we're playing not on top. Woo. All right, bottoms all right. only. All right, Chris, remember you're not allowed to look at the second page of the notes because that's where all my magic is. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Which of these four items did not appear on page one of my Amazon search for the book genre workplace tell-all? Oh, okay. <laughs> Hit me with them. You compose yourself first, please. It's going to be harder to tell through giggles, Paris. 
sorry. <laughs> sorry, this is just the one that inspired the game, so I think it's like especially close to my heart. Okay. Let's see um, if we can make it through this together. All right. So which of these did not appear on page one of my Amazon search for the book genre Workplace Tell All? The 2006 movie She's the Man. <laughs> okay. A, a Chinese action film called A Knife Shooter. <laughs> okay. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. Is he shooting a knife? Is I, is he... He is a is guy a, who shoots knives, I think. I don't so know. He's, so he has a... Not, so we also have to clarify this. He is holding a gun and there is a knife across from him that is being shot. Or no, I mean, I is it know. a gun that shoots knives or this person shoots knives from themselves somehow? I hope it's the latter. I don't know. Um, the 2020 Georgia State and Federal OSHA Workplace Compliant Labor Laws That's... 24. That's certainly a workplace tell-all. It's got all the regulations. 24 by 36 laminated poster. Okay. None of these are books so far. <laughs> You know you can select like books at the at the Amazon search. <laughs> and lastly, made poorly in China, an insider's account of the China production game. The China production. So which one of these did not appear? Because three of them did. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, did the God. OSHA thing not appear? Is, is that your final answer? Yes. Nope, that was on there. Okay, so what did you add here? The, the China book was not there. Oh, Knife the Shooter only, was... I should have guessed. It seemed no, like the... No, the, the book, Made Poorly in China. Oh. And it's, no, fucking Knife Shooter, She's the Man, and the 2020 <laughs> Georgia State Federal Ocean Workplace. <laughs> Actually, so, that that poster entry is what got me. That's what inspired this whole game. I how like, did what? how did the knife shooter come up in a workplace tell all? Was <laughs> it like a memoir of someone that was at a knife shooting, like a knife gun factory? <laughs> dude, dude, I don't know. Also, what the fuck is up with the 2006 movie? She's the man. Like what? I I you know yeah I, Amazon search I haven't out, seen search. it. So like maybe it was like there was a workplace involved. No, no, no. She's the man. Is the it's the modern updated version of uh, Twelfth Night from Shakespeare. Oh well, I haven't seen that either. So still yeah. no context for me. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I just want everyone to take away the fact that the three things that actually appeared in the search were not books, and they were not about workplaces, except for narrow their it down. labor law. This is your fault, I think. <laughs> All right, uh, what's next? <laughs> okay. Which of these did not appear on page one of my Amazon search for the book genre Mariology, the religious study of Mary? What? You So you typed into the Amazon search bar Mariology. No, just Mariology. That's it. You typed that word in? Yes. Is that a re- that's a real word? That's a real word. It looks like ma- Mariology. Shouldn't it be like matrimology or something? Nope, it's Mariology. <laughs> I looked at. I came upon it today. Okay. Yeah. Hit me. Um, a six disc audio CD set called "The Gospel Truth About Mary, Volume Two: Mary's Perpetual Virginity and Assumption." <laughs> Okay, well, that's one type of Mariology, I suppose. 
<coughs> the anti-Mary exposed rescuing the culture from toxic femininity. What? That's the an- the anti-Mary exposed. Is is this like anti-Mary as in a woman named Mary, but the opposite of her? Yeah, anti anti-Mary, the anti-Mary. Or I, I, so I'm having trouble differentiate whether it's the proper noun M A R Y or the word M A R R Y. Oh, I'm sorry. No, the proper noun, like the mother of God, all that shit. Okay. All right. <laughs> yep. Um, a CD called "There Is No Rose: Christmas in the 21st Century," and finally, just a, a <laughs> collection of Mother Mary wallpapers for your computer. <laughs> oh, for my computer. Yes. Did I have to pay for these? Yes. I can't just like, can I just save the image as in the nope. description? No, you got to pay. There, It's on Amazon. You got to buy it. Uh, okay. All right. All right. So I've got a, a six disc set about the Virgin Mary and how she's such a virgin. Oh, my yeah. God, you guys. She never got laid. Oh, I know she said she had a kid, but she totally didn't get laid. That's dude, that's an immaculate conception. I created this game and I am like in tears. It's... <laughs> Okay, so we got a six-disc set about talking shit about Mary, no. and then we've got anti-Mary, which is, I'm guessing, some court, some kind of like, oh, those feminists make it hard for me to date. I don't yeah. get, I don't get matches on Tinder, and now I'm going to write a book about it. <laughs> yep. Um, what was number three? Um, it's a CD called "There Is No Rose: Christmas in the 21st Century." What? <laughs> That's a very sad and like. Depressing- <laughs> yeah. There no. is. I'm going to say there is no rose. Is the one you made up? No, sadly, um, the Auntie Mary exposed is a real thing, but it, it it did not show up in my search at all. <laughs> oh, so so these things are perhaps real. It's not. Oh a yeah, no. Up. These. Oh yeah, these are all real things. They just weren't in my search at oh, all. Oh, okay. I see, I understand now. Sorry. So, sadly, these all exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, all four of all four of those. Okay. Things well, exist. um, oh for two here. Oh well, Mariology. Yeah, I learned about that. Today. I don't know how like, the, I don't have the the feel of the algorithm yet. Oh, all right. There's only two more. Oh, three more. No, yeah, three more. Okay. <clears throat> Which of these did not appear on page one of my Amazon search for the book genre musical fiction? Okay, I might have an edge here. A DVD of the movie Xanadu Magical Edition. A CD called Weird Romance, two one-act musicals of speculative fiction. <laughs> Funko Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory Oompa Loompa Playmobil vinyl figure. <laughs> okay, that's pro- that has to be on page one if or, you bother. Or High Fidelity. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I'm going to say High Fidelity didn't show up on there because that's the, like, the one, or, and I know more, a few pieces of musical fiction, I suppose, but that's, like, one of the more famous ones, so I'm assuming that, like, Bezos' algorithm here didn't quite match up to, like, the one book that probably everyone's read that's musical fiction. I'm going to say High Fidelity wasn't on the top. Yes, you got it right! Awesome, I, I'm getting that, fe- I'm getting my fingers in the rhythm. Yo, Funko Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> Oompa Loompa Playmobil vinyl figure was there on the I, first I guess, mu- you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is kind of a musical and it's fiction. Okay, I guess I didn't see the connection there. I was like, this is bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, 
good you job. Know, come with me and you'll see your world is pure Funko Pop of nation. Oh, fucking Funko Pops. I hate them. Anyway, they're the beanie babies of this generation. Ugh. Um, all right. Which of these did not appear on page one of my Amazon search for the book genre New Weird? Okay. Uh, that's, a, I, that's a new genre for me. Yep. Uh, Perdido Street Station. Ooh, I read that. Yeah. Uh, Hot Mess, a player's rock star romance player's book one. Uh. Wicked Strange, New England, ghost stories and weird tales. <laughs> I need a new butt. <laughs> <laughs> What happened to the old one? Did you break it? <laughs> oh, man. I broke my butt. I, you know, I tripped and fell. And I broke my butt again. I totaled it. Oh, I'm going to have to call butt insurance now. Oh, I know. I know. Oh. Oh. Assurance is just... Oh, it's, <laughs> it's just so bad. It's so much. Okay. Um, I think assurance was on there. <laughs> what, 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 list my choices again real quick give me the red down there because uh, assurance really took over my whole brain you talk sorry. about butts and okay. it just envelops everything all right i need a new butt uh wicked strange new england ghost stories and weird tales hot mess a player's rock star romance players book one or perdido street station i'm going to say perdido street station was Yay! not okay Good job. That because that's like the one thing that makes sense for New Weird to be on there. It's like the one book that I know is classified as that. So as far as I know, I guess if you don't segment by books, you're not going to get a lot of books. No, those are all books. Oh, okay. Well, and then this I, one, this one was that example was all books. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. So Amazon search thing just fucking sucks, which is something I've that's, known. That's what I'm saying. That fucking SEO is hilarious. Um. All right. All right. Two. I got half and half. This is the determining round. Last whether one. Last I got one. my fingers in the rhythm or not. All right. Which of these did not appear on page one of my Amazon search for the book genre spoetry? Uh, uh, spoetry <laughs> is um, is. Hold on. Let me see if I can guess here. Okay. Before you. Before you Spoetry is um, it's spooky poetry. It's Halloween themed creep fests that are in iambic pentameter. Oh no! It's um, it's poetry constructed from the subject line or content of spam email. Oh, interesting. Yeah, kind of weird. All right, so which of these did not appear when I looked for spoetry? <laughs> Creeping up superhero women leggings fitness Deadpool leggings 3D printed <laughs> It does read like a spam title, so I guess that is something. <laughs> Can you... Um, uh, okay, continue. An MP3 called <laughs> I'm Great by rapper Spody Mac. <laughs> okay. All right, we might have to listen to that later. It's just called I'm Great? Yep, I'm Great. <laughs> it's just him going, I'm Great. I'm Spody well, Mac and I'm had, Great. Had the, had the, Spody Mac, not Sporty, Spody, S-P-O-A-T-Y. Okay. I don't know, it had an explicit tag, so maybe he's like, I'm fucking oh. great or something. <laughs> um, um, I found out I'm dying, a celebration of life in spoetry. Oh, Okay. And finally, spam poetry, brilliance or nonsense?
I'm. Can you t- can you do that? Read that first one again for me. <laughs> sure. Just give me. I want to hear every keyword. Um. All right. Mm. Creeping up superhero women leggings fit as Deadpool leggings 3D printed pants. Wait, they're 3D printed? We can do 3D printed leggings now? I, I don't know. Isn't all 3D printing stuff made of like that weird plastic or like really hard? Like, can you make soft stuff out of 3D well, printers? Well, I mean, I mean, hey, hey, leggings and pants. So it doesn't say anything about soft. It just be a- <laughs> I like, I like hard pants. I like chainmail only. <laughs> At least chainmail moves and br- it kind of breathes. It's got holes in it. Okay. <laughs> Why is it creeping up? Is is it scaring me or is it like creeping up the legs? Like I don't know. It's creeping up. Also, creeping up is one word. Creeping up. Okay, I get that's probably like a brand name or something. Unless it's like creeping up. I I <laughs> no. Uh, I hope no. Not. These are your these are your leggings for sneaking up on people. Uh. All right, I'm gonna say um the last one, the spam and something. <laughs> Spam was, poetry, brilliance, or nonsense? Yes, that was not. You on did top. it! Awesome. So I get it. So basically, the thing that should be on top is nowhere near the first result on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I try. I tried to make. I tried to make some of them a little easier, but <laughs> yeah. Oh man! All right, that was a good one, Paris. Oh, that was, oh, that was so good. I really want to watch the knife shooter now. And see <laughs> no, it's called to... no, it's called a knife shooter. Oh, not the just knife uh, shooter. just a. There's more. <laughs> a knife shooter. This is a commonplace thing. It's just he's just one of many. You know what? Let's check out that film. Let's just go and see what. Um... <laughs> while while we're still on air here, we could be wrapping this episode up. But no, you're gonna go on a Google search with us, audience. Uh, it's a 2004 film. Um. Oh, Does sorry. It... It's a Hong Kong action tale. Excuse okay. me. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, a skilled knife thrower receives a killer offer. Okay. When a wealthy wait 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 knife thrower. Yeah. That's not a shooter. This is two different things. I'm assuming this is a tr- maybe it's a translation error. Um. When a wealthy businessman prevents Leaf presents Li Fei with a hundred thousand dollar offer to murder a rival, that's not that's not really that's I would need a lot more money than that <laughs> to murder someone. A hundred thousand dollars isn't even like gonna get me a good house. Like I I don't know. You could that's... maybe get a down payment. You have to kill seven more people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, sorry, uh I can't wow Lee I can't believe you did that all right well now we know uh, uh well thanks for thanks for joining us for another fucking wacky ass ride um on the terrible book club now you train. can control everyone you know with hypnosis yeah you know what guys uh control us with hypnosis please use this technique on us bend our fucking will oh man all right well I know this is a weird episode thanks for joining us uh, before we leave for this evening, before I walk into the rainy night with saxophones playing, um, <laughs> thank you to our Patreon supporters. Thank you to Dari, Greg, Will, Veronica, D, Jared, Lynn, Sina, Jakub, Torben, aka Duck King, Bobby Blackcat, Ayame, Jensina, Mayo Cat, Elliot, and Kieran. If you want to help support the show as well, you can, of course, become a patron, or you can subscribe on YouTube, you can rate and review us wherever you choose, or simply share the show 
on social media. Tell someone about it. Uh, word of mouth is really powerful and helpful. Um, and we would appreciate if you subscribe to us on any platform that you use. So thanks a lot. You can also contact us. You can send us an email at terriblebookclub at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Goodreads, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll see you out there in the digital landscape. Yeah. And um, uh, don't don't hypnotize people. Well, I mean, you know... Or maybe do. I don't know. If, if, if hypnotizing people is just not lying to them and building trust, then maybe hypnotize people? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess it depends on your definition of hypnosis. Okay, another thing I wanted to bring up is, hey, if you're a patron, if you're paying to, to support this show, you have the right to select a book for us this year again. That, that we, it, you, it's refreshed. The cooldown period is over. And you can fill up some of our slots. Uh, ooh, that's that's not the right way to put it. But oh, Chris, um, you're trying to subconsciously yeah, affect their decisions. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we've got we, we've got a pretty, it's not a wide open schedule, but you know we we'd like to fill it sooner than later. <laughs> so if you've got some suggestions or something new that dropped in your lap that you don't want to read, you know, sometimes I thought maybe the patron thing could be a way for us to accidentally read a good book, or maybe it's just a book that you think might not be worth your time, you know? Yeah. I mean, we've, we've actually, that's happened to us before when, you know, patrons have suggested stuff and we actually thought it wasn't that bad. Um, but we love, um, we love reading books for patrons. So, you know, all, all y'all fucking get your suggestions. Hypnotize us with your money and force us to do your bidding. This is we are we are we like why are we being so weirdly submissive about this? We're like please yeah fin dom please, please 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 book dom me. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> All right, oh, Paris. Oh wow, we're not on top now. Ooh. Yo, ooh, ooh, there you go. <laughs> All right. Oh wow, fuck it. It's good. Good fucking night, everybody. I, lo- I love you. Love you all. I love you too. Bye, Paris. Bye. <laughs>